It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Schaub now has had an interception return for a touchdown in each of the last three games, a four-man rush. And then Schaub has this one picked up for a touchdown. I'll tell you, he looks better. He looks sharp out here. The Sportzilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. So even though we're coming in hot with a little Black Sabbath, I actually have to mention another band that I think has, well, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It took a little bit longer than it should have, uh, but wrote the lyrics, played the drums, and is a musical genius. Neil Per of Rush passed away, 67 years old, brain cancer, eventually caught up with him. That's a terrible thing to hear for so many reasons. Uh, I know he's a father. I know he's a very eclectic guy, like to do his thing, like to ride his motorcycles. Had said not too long ago, hey, I'm going to step away from, from music. I'm kind of retiring as a drummer. Uh, but that's sad news. That guy is straight up a, a god on the drums to so many people uh, using that term loosely, but you know what I'm saying. Had apparently been suffering from brain cancer for three years, yeah, and it was kind of kept quiet, but wrote a fantastic book called Ghost Rider. Yeah, it was killer. Where he just got on his motorcycle and rode after the deaths, a tragic death of his daughter in a, in a you know, you never expect a car accident, and then his wife passed away from cancer, Eh, maybe over the course of about a year. And his way of dealing with that and getting himself right again was just to get on his motorcycle and ride all across North America. Fantastic read. and just It, w- a, it was. It, it absolutely was. An amazing drummer. And I had no idea he was dealing with this. I don't think many people did. No, I, I really wasn't aware of, of the extent of it or that it was going on in his life. But uh, Apparently passed away Tuesday, so they kept it quiet for most of the week somehow. Yeah, uh, just uh, a devastating loss to the music community. I mean, I, I couldn't even fathom the number of drummers that would count him as, if not their main influence, one of their main influences. I mean, I think a lot of people would say, oh, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, greatest drummer of all time. Well, he's in that conversation. He, he is Keith certainly. Moon, John Bonham... You know, and the great guys that we have today, like Danny Carey from Tool. Truly an iconic musician and, and a genius because he was more than just the drummer. He he crafted their songs, and it wasn't exactly like Rush wrote simple songs. I mean, you're talking some of the most complex music out there. Prog rockers. Yeah, for sure. So we're sad to report Neil Pert had passed, but we are happy to report that on the Sports Illustrated Show here on ESPN Utica Roman 96.5, Got a lot of sports to talk about. We're going to start with reminding you once again, in this hour by 6 o'clock, you have a chance to win Syracuse Boston College basketball tickets for Wednesday, January 15th. So we'll get that hooked up. We'll give that out. Just listen for us to tell you to call in. I want you to know that this radio station does air on Mondays, the Coach Cull Show with the voice Joe Roberts, who, by the way, could be a father as we speak at any minute now. Uh, there is pregame at 6.30 on Brother Station. K-Rex Scoop and I will co-host that. We'll get you up to speed with everything. There's a lot going on with the Comets. But, man, you could just hear Ray Biggs all of a sudden. That could happen. And that means yeah. Joe, Joe Roberts is a dad and Mrs. Roberts is going into labor. He's very excited about that. Uh, Ray Biggs, uh, if you've listened to ESPN Utica Rome, as you know, Big Z 
is not only currently calling UCFC games, Utica City FC soccer games, but he has called everything from high school basketball to high school football to Utica College games, all their different sports. He's covered football. He's covered hockey. Man, does that kid do his research, and he's got a chance. And he's going to be in the booth with Joe Roberts for the Comets games. All of a sudden, if Joe Roberts disappears, you know why. You're in capable hands with Big Z for sure. We, on a personal note, we're pretty excited in here for Big Z. Glue guy, back me up. Yeah, definitely. I was talking to him last night, and he said, uh, you have to prepare like you're going to be calling play-by-play. You just can't be showing up and going, eh, I might not work tonight. I don't know what I'm going to say. He's going to have plenty. He's prepared. He's going to have plenty. He always is. Well, he's he's so prepared when he does the UC games. Uh, And if you just have a conversation with him about any of the teams that he calls, he will erupt with a barrage of facts and figures and anecdotes. And I just sit there and go, Holy cow, I listen to the guy. It's like, wow, you are like an encyclopedia up there, man. Pick a roster of any sport. If he's calling the game, he will have a half a dozen tidbits of information about every single person on that roster. It's almost like, do you call their parents? Like, how do you get this stuff? It's remarkable. Internet. Nick Ailes in studio with us again today. What's up, my man? You go to Utica College. Uh, Big Z works at Utica College as well. You got to have a Big Z story for us. Oh, I do. I mean, every Monday I'm I'm talking with him. We carve out an hour. I hang out there in his office, and we just just hang out. But the amount of notes that this guy has is unbelievable. It's like you said. How does he get a call? Call parents? How does he get this? We got a joke around our radio station that Ray is like a six degrees of Bigs. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Kevin Bacon, it's Big Z. Everyone, if you know someone, Ray eventually knows someone who knows that person. Everywhere. It's insane. It, it, we could probably prove this true. So like, we got we to gotta figure out the six degrees of separation between him and, I don't know, pick, Wayne Gretzky. It's probably two degrees. Probably. I know a guy who knows a guy and that's it. I know number 99. Congratulations to Big Z. At some point, Joe Roberts' wife is going to have that baby and Joe will miss a game or two. Who knows how it's going to map out exactly when that will be, but you're going to get Big Z for a couple, and I promise you he will absolutely crush it. You're in for a treat. So the Commons beat Belleville in their last game. They've got Lehigh Valley tonight. We've got pregame, as we told you, in a little bit. But tomorrow, Scoop, you and I, based on our duties over on K-Rock on the Brother Station, we're going to be there. It's an officially a K-Rock night. we got a lot going on with this. First of all, an extended 60-minute pregame starting at 6 o'clock tomorrow from inside in the concourse between the two entrances of the Adirondack Bank Center. And I'm curious whether we're going to see Drake Batherson of the Belleville Senators because we didn't see him the other night. And as it turns out, uh, he was called up to the Ottawa Senators, had a point uh, against the Lightning, played in that shellacking at the hands of the Washington Capitals. I believe it was Tuesday night. And... I'm unclear as to whether or not he is on the Ottawa Senators roster tonight as they take on the Red Wings. But if he's with them, he he, he won't be here in Utica tomorrow night. So that's something we're trying to sleuth out and figure out because Drake Batherson is tied with Reed Boucher at 41 points for the AHL scoring lead. And I was thinking the next day after Wednesday's game, don't see any of these, either of these guys on the score sheet because Reed didn't get anything. Reed played, but Drake wasn't there. Drake was with the Ottawa Senators uh, up last year with them, has already got his first NHL goal, 
so we'll see if he plays against the Red Wings tonight, I guess. Zach Mack is back. Zach McEwen has returned to the lineup tonight for the Utica Comets. They made a trade. John Stevens from Bridgeport. He scored a couple goals on us back when we played them. I think it was on the 13th. Yeah. So this is a guy. It's a center, too. By the way, how many people that cover this team, fans of this team, you even heard Coach Cole, the other players, whether it's on Utica Comets and Center, this past Monday when we had Ashton Sautner in, we addressed that issue with him. The team needs center, Scoop. So guess what they got? A center for future considerations. Yeah, and if he plays well, maybe he'll get uh, a a deal and can stick around for a while. He'll be wearing number 16. Uh, Future Considerations is a great player, by the way. Yeah. We lost a really good one here. Oh, I cannot believe we're not going to have Future Considerations in the lineup tonight. What number was he? 13, maybe? I I don't know. No, we don't want it to be 13. That's Cole Lynn, right? No, we got to keep that guy. He is not going to be the Future Considerations... (laughs) Oh my God! We just gonna, we started a rumor that's gonna fill. I mean, I was listening to Sportzilla on ESPN Utica Rome, and the glue guy, the boss, said that Cole Lynn's the Oops. future considerations. We're gonna start a fire start. Ain't no way. No. Ain't no way. Cole Lynn's going anywhere but to Vancouver. Adam Gaudet was a teammate of John Stevens at Northeastern University. Adam Gaudet now has been in Utica a little bit, played for the Canucks. Colton Saucerman as well. Colton Saucerman as well. That's right. Colton played at Northeastern. Uh, but he's 6'2", 205. He's a big boy. You can see what he's got. He can clearly score a few goals. And we need a pivot in the middle for the Utica Comets. We brought up Insider. Don't forget, even though that's on the Brother Station from 7 to 8 o'clock on Mondays at the 72 Tavern Live, it re-airs right here every Tuesday from 6 to 7. So Mondays, it's the Coach Cull Show with Joe Roberts from Blend. And then on Tuesdays, it's Comets Insider from 6 to 7. ESPN Utica, Roman 96.5. Make sure you're aware at 13.10 a.m. and 13.50 a.m. There's an app, an ESPNUR app that has been updated. It's brand spanking new. You can listen to the Sportsilla Show or the station right there. You can stream it anytime at ESPNUR.com. Sportzilla is on social media at ESPN Sportzilla on Twitter. And uh, and Glue Guy, right. Alexa, too, right? Correct. That's correct. That's right. You can enable the skill. Open ESPN Utica Rome is all you have to do after that. And you can listen right there on that device at ESPN Sportzilla on Twitter. Sportzilla Show is on Facebook. Give it a like. ESPN Utica Rome is also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. At ESPNUR. So there's all sorts of ways. Let's get it up to speed. You're making me proud. We got a, we, hey, we got a brand new show in the afternoons that we're happy to give you into the future and uh, all these different things that you might not be aware about. Also Monday, college football championship between LSU and Clemson. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Look at the numbers of those two. Trevor Lawrence's numbers are like, wow. Yeah. Joe Burrow's numbers are like, wow, wow, wow. Man, they have done some good things this year. What a matchup with quarterbacks in this national championship game, Nick. I'm looking forward to it, but I got a hot take for you. Yeah, okay. I think the Tigers are going to win. <laughs> He's doing, that's that was the, three weeks old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, whatever would make you say that, sir? I don't know. Rip that straight from Bigsy's Twitter. That has been <laughs> everywhere. I've been cracking up. I, I'm guilty of saying the same thing, though. You just got to throw Tony the Tiger out there. Who won? <laughs> Picture Tony the Tiger. Yeah. They're great. Every, the room just went silent. I heard crickets. You just made the list! <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh, we covered all things comments. Got you set up. Pre-game 6.30 on the Brother Station over on K-Rock. And you then the, frosted flake, you. And the game's at 7 o'clock. <laughs> okay, now that was good. That was good. But Utica College is uh, 
got some games tonight. Let's talk specifically about the basketball team. I believe that game is going on right now. Uh, 5.30 tip-off. So we're close to Sean Coffey's Utica College basketball pioneers with a 5.30 tip-off. You go there, man. I do. Nick, tell us a little bit about this game. I mean, I'm excited. It's like you talked to Coach Coffey yesterday. You know how excited he is. He's always prepared, ramped up, and just going to be more of the same, I think, in my opinion. Just another high-scoring offensive game. And one thing that I've seen over the last few weeks that maybe they need to work on just a little bit, their defense, I think, needs to lit up just a little bit less. They've been putting up some high numbers, but also giving up some high numbers on that. So they can start to work on that. I think it's going to be near unstoppable team. You always want to get better. They're down in Oneon at Hartwick, right? Uh, it's Elmira tonight. And then tomorrow at home, Elmira one and 10 Hartwick though, a, a much better squad. So think about it. This is a, a two games in what? 36 hours or something. Five 30 tonight, tip off 2 PM tip off tomorrow afternoon. So not a lot of rest and then it's back at it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta hope, uh, the depth on that team pays off because there's going to be some tired legs. Yeah, you know how it is. I mean, you're managing the load of Kawhi Leonard in the NBA on a back-to-back, so here you got one with less time in between normally. Utica College men's hockey team, Gary Heenan, the brain has the boys out in Oswego, playing Oswego State, and they play in the Lakers. That should be a good game. That's always a good game. Oswego State always has a good program. Obviously, Utica College does as well. So uh, they got to cement that win, or they got to get that win and cement that number seven ranking overall. It's a big game for for Utica College men's hockey tonight. Well, Utica College men's hockey has is four and zero. They've beaten all the ranked opposition they've played this year, and it's interesting uh, with their two wins in Michigan over Adrian last weekend. They leaped up to seven in the ranking. Oswego State, in the meantime. Loses two games at home to St. Mary's, one to nothing, last Friday, and the University of New England, uh, which would have been Saturday, four to three, tight games. They lose them both at home, so they drop down to fifteenth in the rankings. Lose two games at home. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be angry. They're not going to want to lose again tonight at home. I, I think the Pioneers are going to have their work cut out for them, as they always do, anytime they face. Oswego State. It's a great rivalry. Uh, Coach Heenan has said that his pioneers are are striving to attain a bit more consistency. Uh, you know, even from period to period, game to game. Yeah, he said that's something that he that he definitely jumps upon and a message that he passes along to the boys in the locker room. You have a motivated team that's a little bit agitated facing a team that's coming in the visitor being Utica College, that's a confident team. You have to be after what you just pulled off in those two games back-to-back against Adrian. I have to assume. Sportsilla Show, ESPN, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. We're going to be right back. It's time to talk NFL. It's the Sportsilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Follow us at ESPN Sportzilla on social media, at ESPNUR on Instagram. Going to talk some NFL with all this playoff action this weekend. That'll be fun to watch. And two guys have sort of stood out to me in the stuff that I'm reading today. Number one, uh, you've got Seahawks at Green Bay, where they're paying fans 12 bucks an hour 
to shovel out the 8 to 10 inches of snow there, uh, getting there. Uh, that always fascinates me, how that whole town is part of putting that game on, really. You know, and they work at the Lambeau Field. They work at the stadium. You know, I mean, they own, they're owners. You know, they're part owners of the team. Very interesting, that whole thing. They all got stock. Uh, and Quandre Diggs in that game for Seattle. He's he's back from uh, an injury, but there's some interesting stats about Quandre Diggs, the free safety. You know, he he came to them uh, to the Seahawks midseason from the Lions. The defense with Quandre Diggs on the field allowed opposing quarterbacks to post a quarterback rating of just 31.2 and intercepted just about four percent of pass attempts which would have ranked second in the NFL this season without Quandre Diggs. Seahawks defense stats considerably worse. Uh, QBR 65.2 intercepted just over 2% of opposing pass attempts. That would have ranked 21st. And uh, Diggs was responsible for three interceptions, and he was gone for the Cardinals and 49ers games with a high ankle sp- sprain and you know the Seahawks lost those games and it hurt him so he's a key player he's a catalyst he really helps them succeed you know and so he's a guy to watch in that game and then I'm curious about Kirk Cousins as well because there's this narrative that he doesn't perform under the bright lights I mean he's 0-9 on Monday night football yeah but from week five on, he ranked second in the league in yards per attempt, second in completion percentage, and fourth in passer rating. And going back to the full season, it's Kirk Cousins, not Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, who posted a league-best passer rating of 124 on deep pass attempts. Now, the narrative that he doesn't perform in the big game is because they, lo- they did lose some big games. Vikings didn't win some games. We know it's easy to to maybe trash him over that. But if you go back and look at those games, he had really good stats in those losses. He's not necessarily the you know, reason for the losses. He had like 422 yards and three TDs in last year's loss to the Rams, three TDs and 449 yards in a 2016 loss to the Cowboys. Um, you know, so I think he could do better than what people expect. So maybe that game is a little tighter than what people are anticipating. Uh, Scoop, this week has, uh, on the SportsZilla Show here on ESPN Utica Rome at 96.5 FM, yesterday he gave us a nice breakdown of the Titans, letting you know, hey, that Titans-Ravens game, it's going to be better than you think. Now today, of course, the argument for the Vikings and the 49ers, a little bit better game than you think. You can't just go in there for the 49ers and think, hey, we had a great regular season. We're just going to blow through all these teams. It doesn't work that way. Chiefs-Texans, that's the one I think that we all are pretty convinced it's going to be the Chiefs. And the Texans got lucky beating the Bills, who billsed and gave them that game. But that intriguing matchup after that, the most intriguing one we've all agreed, however, is the Seahawks and 49s. That's... 49, or excuse me, the Seahawks and the Packers. That's the pick'em game. Which brings me to something I had mentioned to Scoop and the guys earlier. Russell Wilson creates this 15-page scouting report that he gives to the entire offense 
every Wednesday. With the help of Ray Biggs. Yeah. <laughs> He's his research assistant. <laughs> that actually, I would go, is that true? That's believable. It is. It's totally believable. But then he quizzes everybody, including his receivers, especially on Thursday. So you get homework. You go home. You better do your homework because Professor Russell Williams, uh, Russell Wilson will quiz you on that the next day. So what if you fail said quiz? Well, you're expected to know the opponent's coverages and tendencies. And I suppose if you don't, he's not going to throw you the ball very much in the upcoming game. That's basically how that sounds like it's going to work to me. He, there's a reason some guys are great. There's a lot of really good players. Certain guys ascend to that level of greatness. Russell Wilson is clearly one of the better quarterbacks in the league because wins and losses is what defines that, and Seattle's been good as long as he's been there. Russell Wilson yet to lose a home playoff game. However, on the road, he's 2-4. and four. So he's going to have to win at least two games on the road, uh, to change that around on his way to the Super Bowl. And they're at Lambeau in cold weather, snowy, frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. The only reason Russell Wilson does not have a Super Bowl ring, and even though you're a Pats fan. Yes, he does. I'm sorry, a second Super Bowl ring. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself is because of a crap call at the end of that one Super Bowl against the Patriots. Agreed. Marshawn. When they should have given it to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, they should have won the second one there. I apologize for that. See, and Marshawn could be big for them because it is cold. And look, just hand it off. Beast mode, man. You know, it's cold. Guys don't want it. It hurts more when you get hit when you're cold. You know, that dude is a brick wall with legs. I, I have a feeling he could be huge in this game for them and they're going to need him to be in Green Bay if they're going to win that game. Yeah, if he, I'm Pete Carroll, I'm going, we're going to get you a boatload of Skittles. <laughs> Just run, baby. He still loves the Skittles, doesn't he? I'm sure he does. That's, didn't he do a commercial with his yes. mom too for soup? Yeah. I love the device-free dinner commercial he does. Yes, that's with great. With the kid. Marshawn Lynch, game changer, X-Factor Nick? I believe so. I still think even Marshawn, he could have a great game, but it's all Russell Wilson. Or he, I think so. It's Russell Wilson is the X factor in this game for the Seahawks. Yeah, Russell Wilson already has a ring. How did I brain fart that, guys? I don't know. How did that happen? No clue. Sometimes I disappoint myself. Hey, I got to ask you about your Giants coach. You want me, you want to hear this? Yes. Okay. I do. Got the words of Joe Judge on using players the right way, which is completely different in, in his thought process and philosophy than Pat Shermer. Who now that I see these two, these two, kind of up against each other, I'm like, I'm liking Joe Judge a little bit more and more. And what I learned from Coach Belichick was real simple: be flexible within your personnel. Don't try to shove round pegs in the square holes. Figure out what you have. Let them play to their strengths. Don't sit in a meeting and tell me what you don't have in a player. Don't tell me they can't do a certain thing. Tell me what they can do, and then we'll figure out as coaches because that's our job how we can use that. That's our responsibility. Everybody has something they can do. How many castoffs you see around the league that end up on another team? And everyone says, "Wow, how'd they get that out of them?" Maybe they just weren't closing their eyes to what they could do. Okay, we have to, as a coaching staff, when we get assembled, we have to make sure we're sitting down, we're patient with our players, we fully evaluate them, we find out what they can do to be an asset, and that we're not foolish enough to not use that. And Scoop will be the first to tell you, we had this conversation earlier, whereas Pat Shermer was more, he was more of a throw his players and staff under the bus type of a guy, it seems like. 
Yeah, uh, the quote that I read from Shermer, I, I don't know, did, did you read it yet? I Did you go through his quote? I mean, it was, it just sounded like uh, he's blaming the players and the front office with this quote, which is an entire, entirely different sort of uh, philosophy, thought, uh, and, and just a bad look. Pat Shermer, here's the quote you're talking about, Scoop. Most of the guys would be backups or practice squad guys. They just happen to be the frontline guys for us. Joe Judge, another quote from Joe Judge, the new coach, though, is compared to that. We don't care where you're drafted or if you were traded for. You want to stay on the field, earn it. If not, you won't be on the field. You know what that sounds like? Bill Belichick. A Belichick disciple. He he basically said those are some of the principles that he learned with. He won three rings with the Patriots. We've said it before. We'll say it again. And two college champions. And two with Alabama with Nick Saban. And both have stood up and endorsed him. He's 38 years old, one of the youngest coaches in the league. Uh, unheard of, really, because he obviously not the head coach, not a coordinator of the offense or defense. You hear about those guys, but a special teams coordinator. But a lot will, a lot of people will say he coaches up everybody, so he might be more prepared than just a coordinator to take on a head coaching role. And people are starting more and more to get on board with Joe Judge. Hey, you got to give him a shot. He's the head Agreed. coach now. You've got to see what he's going to bring to the table. There's no other choice. You know, everyone was talking about that quote on Twitter last night. Like, wow, this is so mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, just because Belichick doesn't talk about it with the media doesn't mean that's the kind of thing that he's not instilling in his team. It doesn't mean he's not saying it in the locker room. Correct. He just, he's an old-school coach. What goes on in the locker room stays in the locker room. That's what We're he's on to Cincinnati. Yeah, exactly right. We're not going to talk about anything else. We're just going to Cincinnati. Apply any other team or the next city or the next team or the next game in any season as long as he's the coach. I'll say it for you. We're on to the offseason. Yeah, we're on to the offseason. That's right. And it starts for him. He's already working on next year. You've heard him say things like that in the past. Well, even in the past when they're on the way to the Super Bowl, he goes, I'm kind of mad because we're four weeks behind. Yeah. Now, he said it before. I've heard that quote. One last like, thing. Like, who says that? You're going to the Super Bowl. Um, arguably one of the greatest football coaches of all time. It's not arguable. You're abs- He is. You're absolutely right in saying that. So it's Scoop, Rain, and we've got Nick in here, the Sports Illustrated Show on ESPN, Utica, Rome, 96.5 FM. Last thing related to football to throw out here before we... I want to give you one more thing, too, before we go. Okay, right. okay. I'll make this quick. <laughs> the Antonio Brown curse. You've heard of the Madden curse. I wanted to put this out there again for everybody. So over the last week, Steelers, Raiders, who weren't even in the conversation, Bills, Patriots, and Saints, basically any team that Antonio Brown has been affiliated with or rumored to go to or worked out with or had his cup of coffee with with your Patriots or was rumored to be traded to being the Bills last year. Well, he was traded. Yeah. yeah. And then it got negated. And then it, yeah, and then it got negated. So he didn't actually end up really playing there. Uh, but eliminated or having nothing to do, their season is over. He's a curse. He's a cancer in the locker room, and he's still whining about it one day and trying to get back into the league the next. He's just a distraction. I don't don't know how you want to put up with that, no matter how good he is. Remember, he did the whole video thing when Mike Tomlin was talking in the the locker room when he was with the Steelers, the Facebook Live Facebook Living, exactly. You know, I mean, gosh, it's the sanctity of the locker room. Uh, He's just a loose cannon. I... I think he's got some some issues that I hope he deals with. I think you're right. What's your one last thing, Scoop? Well, I, I just want you to transport yourself mentally to Sunday night and how awesome this Seahawks at Green Bay game is going to be. You're sitting there with your pizza. You got your refrigerator full of beer. Maybe you're uh, at Lucan's 
watching the game, settling in for it. A couple of stats that would lead you to believe that this game is going to be fantastic. All right? The Seahawks went 9-2 and two in games decided by a touchdown or less. Only the fifth team since 1989 to win nine one-score games in a season. Conversely, your Green Bay Packers went 6-1 and one in games decided by seven points or fewer, which doesn't include a pair of eight-point victories. So I'm thinking close game all the way down to the end. You're going to have a fantastic last drive by Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. We should be very entertained by this game Sunday night. If it's on the one-yard line, do you <laughs> feed Marshawn Lynch? I'm going to suggest you hand that ball off. You have to, right? Yes, you got to feed Marshawn Lynch. you got to feed him all game. Feed the beast mode. ESPN Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM Sportzilla Show, and we're right back. The Sportzilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Wayne, Scoop, and Matt. Those that are active on social media, specifically Twitter, may have noted a big name in baseball covering baseball, Jeff Passan. Well, there's 155 arbitration-eligible Major League players that are either going to agree upon salaries for this upcoming 2020 season, or they will exchange the desired salary numbers that they hope to obtain and it gets contentious if it goes to the actual hearings, so a lot of them settle ahead of time. Nick has a handful that have actually settled today. You see that all over Twitter, which is just so immediate. What do you have for us? Yeah, there's been quite a few high-profile guys who have settled. Chris Bryan and Javi Baez with the Cubs, they both settled. Chris Bryan gets 18.6, Javi Baez gets 10 million. Francisco Lindor with the Cleveland Indians gets 17.5 million. Gary Sanchez with the Yankees gets 5 million. And the Mets get, a, get their aces. Noah Syndergaard gets 9.7. Marcus Stroman gets 12. And then last year, Nolan Arenado set the record for the highest arbitration contract with 26 million. Mookie Betts with the Red Sox breaks that with 27 million today. And one name, big name, still absent from this list, Aaron Judge. Yeah, Aaron yes. Judge is definitely going to get paid. The judge is going to get paid. Good job, Nick. Uh, if any more come up and you happen to notice them, let us know. We'll take that breaking news at uh, any point in time. There was, at least for Scoop, Mike Clevenger did agree, but the terms have not been released yet. Terms undisclosed. It's huge to get Lindor back for Cleveland fans. They were pretty much at the end of the season just assuming that they were going to lose him. He is the most well-liked player on that team. And you remember the All-Star game? When they mic'd him up, how just entertaining the guy was when they were talking to him out there on the field. Just a genuinely likable guy, and I'm happy for Cleveland fans that he remains in a tribe uniform. If you're out there listening to the Sportzilla Show here on ESPN Utica Rome at 96.5 FM, don't forget we do have a pair of SUBC basketball tickets that we'll give out by the end of things today, so that means by 6 o'clock. Some some things happening in the world of sports that are a little a little bit outside of the box, uh, maybe not necessarily on the field. Sometimes they're money related. Let's start with Cleveland and your city, your Browns, your Cavs. Scoop's a big fan. You know, of course it has to be those teams, right? Of course it does. They're not the worst teams out there, are are they? Aren't there worst teams? We're going to answer that question for you in a second, too. But, Scoop, take us through Cleveland really quick and what's going on with those two teams. Well, sadly, 
because they've fired so many of their coaches, they are paying these coaches, you know, the golden parachute money, guys that are no longer even with the franchise are making millions of dollars. And somebody tried to total that up. Now, it's kind of hard to actually get this to the dollar. But ex-Cavs coaches, about $57 million on their contracts when fired. Tyce, uh, Tyron Liu walked away with $19 million. Mike Brown, $20 million. David Blatt, $14 million. Byron Scott, $4 million. It's $57 million right there. When you look at the Cleveland Browns, you think, well, they've got rid of Pat Shermer, Rob Chudzinski, Mike Pettin, Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kittens, hmm? as the glue guy, glue guy likes to call him. They estimate that to be about $35 million. So $92 million being paid to coaches no longer contributing to those organizations, which is essentially the Cleveland Indians' payroll. Well, oh, I'm sorry, it's just a cat here, Freddie Kittens, standing in on the Sports Illustrated. So does LeBron get a bill for some of the Cavs coaches? Because he was probably majority part in those guys getting fired or relieved of their duties. He has responsibility, you dutied. I, I, Did I? You just dutied. Dang. I have a feeling he, he's probably still getting paid by the Cavs as well. He might be. He very well might be. But it's not the worst city as far as losing in America. You would think because of the Browns winning one game in two years that they would be the losingest city of all time in sports. But it in fact, it's elsewhere. Yeah, it's Detroit, as I explained earlier. It's uh, uh, their, their suckitude just knows no limits. They just hella suck. They're terrible. Detroit has lost a lot within the last calendar year. Lions, Pistons, Red Wings, Tigers scoop 114-226-1 and one in the calendar year of 2019. The record previously within one calendar year was 219, and that was the city of New York. But it was all the way back in 1962. But if you look at the bottom, the numbers are there, Scoop. The breakdown of what team in Detroit lost what. 114 for for the Tigers, Lions 12, Pistons and Red Wings, your beloved Red Wings, combined to lose 100 games to set that record. That's, that's bad. Red Wings have won 11 games this NHL season so far. Oh. 11 games and lost 30. It is... Not something they're used to in Hockey Town because for many years they made the playoffs every single year. That streak just ended a couple of years ago. And they have brand new arenas and stadiums. You've got Little Caesars Arena. You've got Comerica Park, Ford Field. Brand new palaces for these teams to play in. And boy, a, st- a stinker of a year. The, the stinker of all time. So was it TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler have a little bit of a beef in the NBA that entertained us yesterday? We were talking about the soap opera of sports and how it just makes us laugh. And sometimes they get a little sensitive. Kevin Durant is known for that. There's another one today that broke on Twitter between Kevin Durant and former teammate Kendrick Perkins when they were in OKC. Uh, If you want to go to their Twitter accounts, you can read this for yourself. It goes on for a while and it got salty to say the least. Kendrick Perkins tweets, KD lost in the second round with Russ without Russ when I was there. So what's that mean? Kevin Durant replies to that tweet from Kendrick Perkins and says, yeah, and our starting center Kendrick Perkins averaged a whopping two and three during that series. You played hard, though, champ. L-O-L. Then they go on to get a little bit saltier, and the insults get a little bit 
deeper and they're I'm not saying they're insulting each other personally as a man, but they were ripping each other's games apart. And I mean, Kendrick Perkins goes on to say, basically, what did he call him? There was a word that he called him. Uh, wait, where is it in here? Needless to say, Kendrick Perkins says you took the easy way out by going to a coward. Is, yeah, is, coward is. was the word he used. There it is. Yeah, that's you took the coward way out when you went to a 73 and nine team in Golden State. Thanks for the kick save and a beauty scoop. So they basically went on to trash each other back and forth like this. I have a feeling it won't end there. Guess who's employed by ESPN? One Kendrick Perkins. Yes, he is. Wow, man. It's just Guess he, who he won a championship with, too? Yeah. The Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. He should have never gotten traded, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, we could break this down forever, but we won't. But it's an interesting little Twitter war, a little Twitter spat, a cat fight, if you will, since we brought up and Freddie Kittens. Let's take a break. We'll come back after I give you tickets. I remembered. 768-1310, caller 44, you'll go see SU and BC. This is ESPN Utica Rome at 96.5 FM in the SportsZilla Show. It's time to look at who lit it up this week on the SportsZilla Show with Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Who Lit It Up is brought to you by IBEW Local 43. Become an IBEW Local 43 electrician. Find your career and light up your future. Go to IBEW43.org. Well, you know, Nikolai Goldovin lit it up in Belleville the other night with two goals. That was pretty cool, but I'm not sure he's who we are selecting this evening. I was going to say Joe Girard lit it up because he never misses a free throw. Am I missing somebody? Did anybody? Carmelo else? Anthony with the game winner. Did, there you go. Carmelo Anthony light it up. I think Carmelo Anthony lit it up. Let's just find out. Defended by Hollis Jefferson. C.J. Holding sweeps it low to the floor, outside of Carmelo, head down, 15-footer away, got it! Carmelo Anthony drills it straight away! I think I'm biased a little bit because I'm such a homer and a diehard for Syracuse basketball, but I'll officially say that Carmelo Anthony lit it up. That was clutch. He had uh, eight points, though, in, in their last game. I think it was yesterday, last night. Yeah, yeah, a loss to the Timberwolves. But overall, it's uh, been a hell of a season for a guy that everybody thought, including Nick. That he was washed up. I did think so. You did. You admitted it, though. Hey, that's all right. You owned it, though. You know what I'm saying? It's a rare occasion that Melo's being held under 10 points. It's a very rare occasion. He's been an instrumental part of a lot of good for the Portland Trailblazers. That's from everybody from ownership to management to his teammates to his head coach and the rest of the league. Melo can still ball straight up. Yeah, and I think, you know, if... Portland wants to keep him. They'd be happy to keep him. But he's also making a case for himself. If they do want to move him and get something in return, maybe some younger players, something for the future, uh, you know, I think there might be a playoff team or two that would would like to have a guy like that. Trade deadline's 24th of February, correct, Lou Guy? I believe you're right. I'm sorry, boss. Syracuse is where Carmelo Anthony played. Did you realize that? Realize that? Do you know... Do you know <laughs> Do you know who else lit it up? Listeners of the SportsZilla Show. However, our winner phone dropped out and disconnected, so we're going to have to give away the pair of tickets that somebody actually won, but since your phone sucks, well, we got to give them to somebody else. So we're going to do that. You know, I would be so mad if I was that person. I get it, man. 315-768-1310. We're not going to tell whoever that was that it's you that wins their tickets, also because we don't know who they are. We'll take caller number 44. That's 768-1310. Syracuse, BC, basketball. 
Wednesday, January 15th is the game. Those are yours. You can call right now. Just keep dialing. Give us 60 seconds. We're almost to our final break of the SportsZilla show. Uh, don't forget, Scoop and I are going to jump over to the Brother Station, and we've got Utica Comets pregame at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour at 6.30. There's a trade to talk about. Zach McEwen is back. We're going to let you know some highlights from their last game, their win against Belleville, the team that they'll face tomorrow, which also happens to be a K-Rock night and an extended pregame from the concourse of the Adirondack Bank Center. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think we're taking a Zamboni ride. Yeah, I, I just don't want to fall off when he fires off that horn, that train horn thing they have on there, because it is loud wherever you are in there. I'm going to try to behave if we do the ceremonial puck drop at the beginning. Can you? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to try. <laughs> Jim Benning, the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, is in the building tonight for the Utica Comets, by the way. They're playing the Lehigh Valley Phantoms tonight at 7 o'clock. Ray Biggs is going to be in the booth with Joe Roberts, if you haven't heard, because... Joe Roberts might be a father at any moment over the next few days. Can I just say, uh, Jim, if you're watching our comments tonight, there's a guy by the name of Reed Boucher. He'd really like a call-up. I think the couple of snipes from Goldie, Goldobin, uh, he's trying to get back up to Vancouver, too. The Sportzilla Show, ESPN, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. We're out for the day. See you Monday again at 5.